Fred Film Radio interview. This is Cristiana Palmieri for Fred Film Radio in conversation with Kim Petalas, the director of the British Film Festival. Good morning, Kim. Good morning. Good to talk to you. Thank you for your time. My pleasure. So, Kim, we would like to explore together the, the program for this year. And I have to say that the 2023 lineup. It's really impressive in terms of uh, quality and uh, quantity. Um, it showcases uh, well-known British male and female actors, including Sir Anthony Hop- Hopkins, Timothy Spall, Olivia Colman, uh, Helen Mirren, Sir Ian McKellen. So it's really, it's huge. Uh, tell us more about the program and your highlights. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's a really diverse selection this year. We have uh, 28 films that celebrates the, you know, the best of new uh, British cinema and also reflecting on, um, you know, the rich history of, of the past with our um, retrospective, which is uh, Britain's finest leading ladies. Um, but, you know, some of the real highlights of the, uh, the festival include our opening night film. We opened uh, the festival um, on Wednesday night in uh, Melbourne and Sydney with the wonderful film One Life, which is um, star Sir Anthony Hopkins. Um, it was direct from its uh, world premiere at the Toronto International Film Festival, and it's the true story of Sir Nicholas Winton, who, who was almost known like a British Schindler who helped rescue hundreds of children uh, on the verge of World War II. I think it was actually 669 children, and it's an incredibly emotional film. It's very heartfelt, moving. It's sentimental, and it's a film that really uh, resonated with me. Um, and I know the, the reaction to the film on a Wednesday evening was nothing short of extraordinary. So it's a film that I highly recommend. That's One Life with Sir Anthony Hopkins. Uh, one of the other absolute highlights in, of the uh, the festival is a film called The Critic, which stars uh, Sir Ian McKellen and Gemma Ardenen. Uh, the film is set in 1936, and... Um, McKellen plays a feared theatre critic um, for London's Daily Chronicle and his relationship with um, a, a young and up-and-coming actress uh, played by Gemma Ardern. And, and the film's got a lot of twists and turns and, you know, great uh, British production values and it becomes a real thriller um, um, throughout the uh, the film. But that's a, a really um, clever film and that's one that I highly recommend also. We also have a, you um, know, Terrific film with um, both, um, you know, two icons of British cinema. That's Michael Caine and Glenda Jackson yeah. um, in The Great Escaper. Now, Michael Caine only announced a couple of weeks ago that this is his final film, and Glenda sadly passed away earlier this year. So to have those two British icons in their final film together in the British Film Festival, we're really blessed with that. But it's a story of a... Um, a war veteran played by uh, Michael Caine, who he actually made global headlines internationally when he escaped from uh, his uh, aged care home to attend the uh, the Normandy uh, D-Day celebrations, you know, to commemorate fallen comrades. And um, seeing these two great British actors in their their final film is quite extraordinary. Um, One of the other great films in the the festival is obviously um, Ken Loach's um, latest film, The Old Oak. Yes. Indeed. Yeah, and, and that premiered at the you know at the Cannes Film Festival earlier this year, and you know nobody does um, you know British realism like Ken Loach does, and 
This film deals with, you know, the Syrian refugees seeking asylum um, in a small um, town. And, um, I mean, it's just, um, you know, traditional, you know, Ken Loach style, um, a really great film that, you know, examines those social and human rights issues. Um Yes, um, Kim, I, I, I would like to comment with you a couple of things about uh, the two films that you've mentioned, One Life and The uh, Old Oak. I, I, I've seen both. Um, one was the media uh, preview uh, and the other one uh, I saw it at the opening night in Sydney. And I have to say that both films really, really resonated with me in relation to uh, the uh, current situation that we are living in terms of war and refugees. So I I think both films uh, will have a huge impact on the audience. I mean, when I left uh, uh, the cinema both nights, uh, it wasn't like leaving the cinema after watching a film. It was something more deeper than that. And I think both films... Uh, it's of course is a coincidence that we are watching this film in our current times uh in terms of what's happening in in Israel in Palestine in Palestine and in Ukraine and uh, yes i think as you said the audience uh, is heavily impacted yeah look i've got to say that i you know whilst i've seen one life already but on opening night i went and saw the uh, the last um you know, 45 minutes of the film with the audience. And I was incredibly moved yet again. And um, and as as uh, the audience exited the cinemas, there was people that were really uh, moved up immensely with that film. Um, but it, it, it it's just a, a film, as you said, that resonates with what's happening in the world today. But I must mention that when I selected these films, um, we did not know about what was going to happen um, in Israel. So it's kind of, incredible that you know all these um terrible things have happened uh internationally um but and the films um uh, you know reflect um you know some of the the awful stories that happened back um you know uh, in world war Two. And, and there's also the, the other film that we have in the festival golda with yeah. um uh, helen mirren playing um um you know golda mayor the, the israeli prime minister um so that was a uh, you know sheer Fluke that, you know, there was a, a film that, you know, it's about the, the Yom Kippur War in 1973. And, um, it's just incredible how, you know, history keeps repeating itself. Yes. I, I think this is resonates most with the audience, history repeating itself. When you see refugees, displaced people, civilians, no matter where geographically in the world or no matter where in terms of times is the same. Uh, tragedy. So true. Um, so thank you for 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 this um, um, uh, for commenting on on this aspect of these two films, Kim. Um, I would like to go back to the um, special retrospective that you mentioned, uh, Britain's uh, finest leading ladies, uh, which is a great idea uh, to have this included in the in the program of the festival. So tell us more about how this tribute to um, female leading uh, ladies came about in your festival planning. Yeah, look, I wanted, you know, Britain's got such a um, wonderful history of, um, you know, great actresses and there's none better than, um, 
you know, Maggie Smith, Emma Thompson, uh, Vanessa Redgrave, um, uh, and Glenda Jackson. And, um, and when, um, I heard about, um, Glenda Jackson's passing earlier this year, I wanted to honor her and I knew I had, um, I had the great escape in the back of my mind to screen that film as one of the other new films. And I thought, well, what a way to do it and, um, showcase yet again, the wonderful women in love, which she won an Academy Award for back in 1969 or 1970 as best actress. And that was a, um, a landmark film from, from the time. And, um, so I felt that that was really important to me. And then that's how it all kind of, um, the, the retrospective got uh, built. And then I was fortunate to include a 4K, new 4K restoration of Howard's End and, um, you know, Maggie Smith's Oscar winning performance in the prime of Miss Jean Brody. Yeah. Uh, Thompson in the remains of the day. And then a film that's rarely seen, Morgan, a suitable case for treatment with um, Vanessa Redgrave. So I think the, uh, the retrospective was something that, you know, was born out of, um, you know, um, you know, and knowing that we, you know, we won't have, um, Glenda Jackson making, um, you know, more films, unfortunately. And I wanted to, um, honor her, uh, work. Yeah. It's a great selection of, um, um, of films and, uh, it's interesting to uh, to realize how many of these leading British leading ladies uh, uh, had a huge career outside uh, the UK. That's right. They're all you know brilliant international actresses, and um, you know I think back in the the nineteen sixties and nineteen seventies, when a lot of these um, actresses made their name, they were. Um, they were very, you know, innovative in, in the film, their film selection and they forged, you know, great careers, not only in, um, in the UK, but as you said, in Hollywood and, and, and abroad. And I think this is, uh, speaks volumes about the quality of, uh, uh, education that you can get in the UK if you are uh, into, you know, theatre and cinema. So, um, I'm sure that is a, a very good, uh, reflection on how uh, the, the level of training in the dramatic arts that you can get in the UK. That's right. I mean, there's a lot of, um, you know, very vibrant um, theatre and a lot of these actresses did start, um, you know, their work with, um, you know, Shakespearean plays and um, in live theatre. Yes, indeed. Um, Kim, th- th- this year we uh, we are very pleased to know that uh, international guests are coming back to Australia to promote uh, uh, their films and uh, the festival. So this year, the director of the wife and her house husband, uh, Marcus Marco, will be visiting Sydney and Melbourne for a series of Q and A sessions. Uh, tell us more about this. Yeah, this is the film that I saw. Um... Oh, probably midway throughout the year, and it's a film that it's made by a, a really clever young filmmaker who's got a um, huge career ahead of him, and it's a story of a um, in a couple that are on the, the verge of a divorce, and it's their their relationship. I think it was pretty much over a, a weekend, I think, um, in the film, but it's a, a really tender film, and it, it just navigates the other uh, highs and lows of married life, and Marcus Marku is, as I said, a really talented filmmaker and he is very interesting because what he does is he self-distributes his films in the uh, the UK. He made a film called Papadopoulos and Sons a few years ago 
that he went direct to our cinemas and did incredibly well with it with, you know, Q and A sessions and, and he really promotes the films himself. Um, and I, I think Marcus Marco is very innovative in the way he goes about things. And it was, um, really interesting to be able to, um, you know, secure him, um, to come out to Australia and talk to us about the processes he uses, not only in making films, but also in the way that he distributes them. And I do know that, um, there are some big st- um, stars lined up, uh, that want to work for, um, um, Marcus Marku in the future. So he's a talent and, um, I recommend everybody, um, that's available to come into the, uh, the Q and A session at Norton Street and also, uh, Cinema Como, um, you know, mid November. Yes. Th- th- thank you, Kim, for this because, uh, yes, it's a uh, quite an interesting, uh, filmmaker to follow. So will be a very interesting Q and A session. Um, uh, Kim, I have a, one last question for you. Uh, tell us more about the closing uh, night film, uh, Weak Little Letters. Yeah, I mean, Wicked Little Letters is a, um, you know, a perfect film to close the, the, the festival with. It's based on a, a true story that happened in the 1920s. And it's a, it's about small town uh, residents who start receiving, um, an, anonymous letters. Uh, that, you know, that with a lot of expletives in these letters. And, um, it's a little bit of a whodunit who's sending these, um, these letters and stars, you know, some great actors, including, um, Jesse Buckley, Olivia Coleman, and also, uh, festival favorite, uh, Timothy Spall. So it's a, um, it gives people a, a, an opportunity to see this wonderful film, um, before it's released, um, in the first quarter of, uh, 2024. Yes, it's a, it's an interesting story and, uh, um, I can, uh, I can understand why you have chosen this for closing, for the closing night. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're really so, fortunate this year that we've got, you know, some terrific films. I said, you know, um, opening with, you know, One Life and then closing with Wicked Little Letters. And then there's those, you know, quality films throughout the festival, you know, The Critic, Golda, Great Escape, um, you know, The Wife and Her House Husband. And there's, um, a really excellent um, black comedy, uh, Trouble with Jessica, which has got a fantastic ensemble um, cast, including um, Olivia Williams and Rufus Sewell. Um, that's a film that I've really enjoyed. And also I've got to, you know, talk very briefly about, um, you know, there's four wonderful documentaries in the, um, in the festival. Uh, My name is Alfred Hitchcock, which is um, obviously about the master of suspense and profiles all of his films and, the way he goes about, um, um, you know, making his films and his style. And it's a really interesting documentary. There's a, another documentary about Formula One world champion Jackie Stewart, who's such a, an icon of Britain and a legend of uh, Formula One racing. Um, Mad About the Boy, um, the true story of Noel Coward, the incredibly talented artist. And it deals with um, not only his incredible uh, work, but also his um, sexuality. And then there's another documentary called Squaring the Circle, the story of hypnosis, which is about, um, a company that designed all those iconic, um, um, albums of the, uh, the 1970s and 1980s, including a dark side of the moon, Pink Floyd's incredible, um, record and also Wings Band on the Run. And that's a really interesting documentary for anybody that has got a, an interest in music. Well, as I said in, uh, before, Kim, it's a huge lineup, both in quantity and quality. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm really proud of this year's lineup. 
So thank you so much for your time, Kim. And the British Film Festival opened on November the 1st, and it is is showcased at Palace Cinemas in seven cities across Australia until the 29th of November. And I've been talking to Kim Petalas, the festival director of the British Film Festival, and I'm Cristiana Palmieri for Fred Film Radio, the festival inside. Thank you, Cristiana. Thank you, Kim. Fred, 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 24-7 on Fred FM and smartphone app.